Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2 and meet me at verse 16. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 16. Thank you so much, musicians. I appreciate the anointing that's on your lives. Uh, Several years, for several years, it's been in my heart to preach this message, and the Lord has not uh, given me permission until now. I have gotten permission from the Lord. This is something that has been very dear to me, what we're going to talk about, not just today, but over the next several weeks, uh, something that I have looked at my own life, and, uh, and I want you to reach the potential that God has for you. There is more for you, and God's got more for you. And sometimes, whether you know it or not, you can be fighting against God. And uh, I want to show you an area over the next several weeks, so I want you to be here. I want you to come. You don't want to miss because we're going to build over the next several weeks on an area so that we can make sure we're not fighting against God and so that we can come to this place to be able to really receive everything that God has desired for us. And we start here in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. It says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now look at me and listen to me now. Um, you are going over the next several weeks, you are going to probably not like me, and that's okay. You're probably going to be upset at me. Some of you are going to leave here upset. I actually hope so. I hope you do. I hope I step on some toes. I hope you're right while I'm preaching. I hope you just run on out of here while I'm preaching because I want you to know that what is going to be taught today and over the next several weeks is going to be really, really tough. And if I preach it correctly, um, I should feel some uh, apprehension from you, but that's okay. I'm a veteran now. Y'all know that? I used to be a rookie, but I'm a veteran now. And so we're going to preach this thing. And so we find here John, the disciple, the beloved disciple of Jesus, wrote in First John about their three areas, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now, Adam and Eve dealt with these three areas as well in Genesis chapter 3. And Jesus himself, when he was tempted, dealt with these three areas in Matthew chapter 4, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh is just simply your flesh longing to be satisfied by some sinful activity. A longing to be satisfied by a sinful activity. And truth be told, you and I are carrying around with us flesh. Now, thank God we have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, but we are still carrying around with us uh, flesh. But we have the Holy Ghost, praise the Lord. And the Holy Spirit can overpower and help us overcome the flesh. Don't don't you. We, the flesh has been crucified. But every single day that flesh tries to come back up and do something sinful. And so the lust of uh, the eyes, uh, or, or the lust of the flesh, I'm sorry, is the temptation to fulfill a, uh, an activity to satisfy your flesh in a sinful way. The lust of the eyes is to look upon things that we shouldn't look upon, 
and desire things that we shouldn't desire. To look upon things that we shouldn't look upon and to desire things that we shouldn't desire. And where we're going to spend most of our time is this third one, the pride of life. Come on, somebody shout pride. Now, we're going to talk over the next several weeks about this word called pride. And the pride of life is a high opinion of your own importance or superiority in your own mind, spoken out of your mouth, or displayed in your conduct and actions. Let me say it again. The pride of life is a high opinion of your own importance or superiority, whether in your mind, spoken out of your mouth, or displayed in your conduct or actions. The pride of life is an obsession. An obsession is a dominant thought with your status and importance. It's an obsession with how other people view you. An obsession in those ways. And it can be defined as anything that leads to arrogance, ostentation, which is a, a display intended to impress others, presumption, pride always assumes, but humility asks, and boasting. So the pride of life can be defined Anything dealing with arrogance or someone trying to make an impression on others or, or a certain type of presumption and or boasting, anything that produces the pride of life comes from the love of the world. Anything that produces the pride of life comes from the love of the world. And it is the one sin that resulted in Satan's expulsion from heaven. He desired to be God. Not to be a servant of God. He desired to be God, not to be a servant of God. And the pride of life is the very sin that resulted in him getting kicked out of heaven. Now, Isaiah chapter 14, and we'll look at verse 12 through 14. Isaiah chapter 14, 12 through 14. Watch this. How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now notice that pride is the very nature of the devil. And how many of you remember that popular song, I Did It My Way? Remember that popular song, I Did It My Way? If you ask him how he became what he is today, his first response or his first word is, I. I did it my way. I. You'll never meet a more arrogant, more prideful individual than the devil. You'll never meet. And uh, inadvertently, you are acting like him. Pride is a big part of the nature of the flesh. But listen to this, and I'm going to do my best today. Pride is difficult to self-diagnose. So you need help. You need help diagnosing pride. 
In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, and this is in the Passion Translation, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Here's the key. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Be honest in the evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And so we need to be honest in the evaluation of ourselves. And today's message is called Identifying Pride. And we're going to look at key indicators of pride. And I'm going to go through a series of questions. And when you hear these questions, I want you to evaluate yourself and I want you to think about what other people would say about me. Those that are closest to you, whether it be a spouse, whether it be a child, whether it be a sister or a brother, those that are closest to you, I want you to ask yourself these questions as well because we need to truly begin to evaluate what's going on in our lives. And I believe some things may not be working because there's been pride operating in our lives. And we've overlooked it. And we've come to the point where we haven't seen it. But Peter tells us that God resists the proud. And that word resist means he stands and fight against the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. And we'll talk about that later on. But question number one, as a key indicator of pride, do you think of yourself as more spiritual than others? Do you think of yourself as more spiritual than others, or would someone close to you say, you know what, you probably do think of yourself more spiritual than others. There was one particular time many years ago, there was a speaker. I wasn't speaking, but I was here, and we had another speaker up here, and uh, the guy was talking about some good things, and I got a call from a guy in our church later that week, and he said to me, yeah, pastor, I just want you to know what, what that speaker spoke, man, I just tell you what, I, I, I don't know, man, I, I don't know what he spoke. Now, I, I'm in the service. If it was wrong, I would correct it. I don't know, man. He said, he said, I'm a very spiritually mature individual. This is what he said. I'm a very spiritually mature individual. And uh, what, what, what he said, I don't know. I don't know about that. Immediately, the Spirit of God said, that's pride. Anybody that calls themselves mature, shouldn't other people call you mature? Oh, but you call yourself mature. Anytime you think of yourself as more spiritual than others, it's a key indicator that there's pride operating in your life. Do you frequently correct or criticize your church, your pastor, or other people in positions of leadership? Do you frequently correct and criticize your church, your pastor, or other people in positions of leadership? Do you have a sharp, critical tongue? Do you have a sharp, critical tongue? Do you give a disproportionate amount of time, attention, and effort to your physical appearance? Do you give a disproportionate amount of time, attention, and effort to your physical appearance? Are you proud of the schedule you keep, how disciplined you are, or how much you are able to accomplish? Are you driven to receive approval, praise, or acceptance from others? 
Are you driven to receive approval, praise, or acceptance from others? Are you argumentative? Are you argumentative? Now, it's going to be quiet in here. I want you to stay quiet because I won't know if it's you or not. And I know there's already some areas that I've just read that has located me. But are you argumentative? Do you generally think your way is the right way, the only way, or the best way? Who's quiet in this non-denominational, <laughs> Holy Ghost-filled, spirit-led church? Are you easily offended and get your feelings hurt often? Are you guilty of trying to leave a better impression of yourself than is really true? Would the people at church be shocked if they knew what you were like at home? Are you guilty of trying to leave a better impression of yourself than is really true? One particular time, uh, many of you know, I, I have had the privilege and the opportunity to uh, travel with Daniel Cormier, who was a UFC fighter, uh, a champion, double champion. I went to his last, I think, 10 fights. And by, by, by God's grace, he, he covered all expenses for Stacey and I to go. It was a miracle, a blessing to go to all these cities and, the, and to be with him. And I had the distinct honor of going to these fights and he always won. So that was great for me. I mean, he won, he won all the, you know, he won and it was, woo, celebration, he won. But there was one particular fight I went to and he lost and I thought, oh my gosh, he's always won and, and I heard he wanted to meet with me. And so after the fight, I, I go to this hotel room and uh, man, he's, he's down. He's down. I mean, he, he's not used to losing. He lost the belt. This is a big deal. He's really, really down. I, I, I just, I tried to encourage him in the best way I could. I told him that, you know, family matters more than these belts and, and we love you. We're not disappointing in you and, and we're on your side. You know, I tried, Holy Ghost, give me words because he was really, really down. Well, I get a text from a guy, random guy, by the way. Um, he says, uh, man, how's Daniel doing after this loss? I said, man, Daniel's really, really down. I said, he never expected to lose. And this man shot back and said, that's pride. And I, I, I now I, I got to be honest. I got really upset because here's why. This man is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to prepare his body, train, eat right, uh, pay the people he's uh, competing against so he can beat them up in practice. All of this of his own money to win. Why would someone expect to lose if you're going to drop two hundred thousand dollars trying to win like you're not expecting to lose he and, and, and imagine going into a, a fight or, or or going into any other area in your life expecting to lose expecting to lose I said man this man never expecting to lose. he said well that's pride I mean he was fighting a top-notch guy I'm like well he's the champ and he was like well you know you got to understand because that's pride and I said I said hold up I said that's not pride I said that's that's someone uh, investing in himself in order to compete at the highest level. And this is what this man shot back at me. This is, I'm so glad this was via text and we weren't face to face. And, it, and he shot this back at me. He said, I'm a professional Christian. I've never heard that term before. He said, I'm a professional Christian and I can locate pride. And I thought, thank God we're not sitting by each other because I might have punched him. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I might have punched him. And, 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 and then this whole thing, and we're going back and forth on this text, and finally I took a step back and I thought, thank God he's not in our church, and uh, he's in somebody else's church. They got to deal with that. And then, and, and then number two, it was one of those instances where I said, anytime you call yourself a professional Christian, so I, I, so I asked him, can, can I, just give me a moment, side note, I, can I be petty here? I said, well, why are you still working a job, professional Christian? Quit your job and just live off the land, right? God's going to supply. Well, I got to work a job. You're a professional Christian. And he was like, well, uh, uh, well, I, I am. I am a professional Christian. And so we went on down the line with that, and, <laughs> and it bothered me. But the Lord said to me, anytime someone can say that about themselves, that's pride. And God resists that kind of thing. Now, the two examples I gave are very blatant, but we need to get into some very intricate uh, questions that really begin to locate where you are. Do you have a hard time admitting when you are wrong? Do you have a hard time admitting when you are wrong? When was the last time you said these words, I was wrong? Mm-hmm. It's quiet. You notice that, T, how quiet it is? When was the last time you heard these words, I was wrong? Or will you forgive me? See, you can't say that when you're filled with pride. But you'll look at the man and say, I'm a professional Christian, say he's got pride. But then you look at yourself and you can't even remember the last time you told someone when you were wrong. Or even ask them to forgive me. And if it's been more than a month, you should know where you look, where you stand. Because you ain't been right for a whole month. Do you have a hard time sharing your real needs and struggles with others? Do you have a hard time sharing your real needs and struggles with others? There was a particular time there was a lady. Uh, no, no, I think this was a, a gentleman. I, I have so many stories. But a, a gentleman, it was a male or a female, okay? And, and in this story... Um, uh, the Lord told me to give them $50. I had a $50 bill. And so I, I handed them uh, a $50 bill. I said, the Lord wanted me to bless you. And they said, no, 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 no. I can't receive it. No, 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 no. I, oh, I can't. No, pastor, I can't receive that. No. Well, why can't you receive it? It starts with a P, pride. So you know what I did? I put the $50 right back in my pocket and I took my family out to dinner. I mean, listen, if you can't receive it, I can. Okay. It's the only reason you can't receive it is because it's pride. I can't receive that. Now, if someone has some ulterior motives, you can you can read between the lines and that sort of thing. But it's simply pride. You ready for some more? Yeah. All right. I like this congregation. <laughs> Do you have a hard time praying out loud around others? Do you have a hard time praying aloud around others? Well, well, I, I just don't want to pray. No, there's something else going on there. Are you excessively shy? Because people that are excessively shy, uh, they're concerned with what others think. And so, you know, pride's all about making an impression. And I'm going to be shy because I may say, do, 
or act a certain way that cause you to think differently about me. And the root of that is false humility, which we will talk about, which is located in pride. Do you have a hard time reaching out and being friendly to people you don't know at church? Do you have a hard time reaching out and being friendly to people you don't know at church? Uh, that could be several different reasons. One, because I'm too good for them. Or two, I'm, I'm just a low-down, dirty, ugly worm, and, and they don't want to have anything to do with me. False humility, which is also pride. So it's, a, it's, it's amazing that the letter in the middle of the word pride is the, le- pride is the letter what? I. Yeah, this all comes back to I. I've already located about seven of these more of, of me, okay? Do you become defensive when you are criticized or corrected? Do you become defensive when you are criticized or corrected? Are you a perfectionist? Are you a perfectionist? Do you tend to be controlling of your mate, your children, friends, or those in your workplace? Do you tend to be controlling? And remember, when you're asking yourself these questions, would other people say that? Would other people say, you know, you're, you're controlling? This is how we locate pride in our life. Lord, I'm guilty of this one. I'll just be honest. This one I'm really guilty of. When I, when I was studying this, I've really stopped doing this. Do you frequently interrupt people when they are speaking? I, I'm very guilty of that. Somebody talking, I just start talking. I, and, and, you know, now we both talking at the same time, and, you know, I'm not going to stop talking. Guess what that is? That's pride. Do you frequently interrupt people when they are talking? Do you often complain? About the weather, your health, your circumstances, your job, your spouse, your church, etc. Do you often complain? Do you talk about yourself too much? Do you talk about yourself too much? And here's how you locate if you talk about yourself too much. Just notice when you're talking to someone and they tell you a story. Hey, look at my new shoes. I got these new shoes. Well, I got some new shoes too. And I, they didn't even get a chance to finish telling their story. And look at my new shoes. You know, I went down to the store and I got me these new shoes. What about, I was telling you about my new shoes. And you flipped the script and put it completely on you. This kind of thing happens all the time. And watch this, unintentionally. I'm not saying you're deliberately walking around with pride. I'm saying it has crept in in our everyday life and we've got to eliminate it expose it and get rid of pride out of our life because i don't want god fighting against me and so is it you know somebody tells you a story i have to take a deep breath full disclosure someone tells me a story and let's say it happens to me too a story and i want to tell my story i just have to all right let, let them finish the story and then i do this on purpose i'll ask questions just to keep them talking on their story and then when it's time, and if they invite me to, then I'll tell my story. If they don't, I probably don't. I'm, I'm trying to work on this. It don't have to be about me. Why can't it be about you? Why? L- listen, I'm not devaluing myself. I am 
valuing you and your story. And that's ultimately humility. Y'all ready for some more questions? Okay, now the first time I asked that, it got really loud. Now I got a little lower. Here we go. Are you more concerned about your problems than about others' concerns and problems? Somebody say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this boss and uh, I got some things going on. Listen, don't, that ain't nothing. Let me tell you what I got going on, okay? I can't pay this rent. I can't do this or that. You're more concerned about your problems than about others' problems. And let me tell you how to get your problems resolved. Start helping people with their problems. Literally just start, man, I've got an issue going on. I'm going to help that person with their issue. i got something going on in my life. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to do this or that. That will help you eliminate the problems that you are going through, and it will bring you more joy, which gives you strength to fight the battles that you're going through. Come on, somebody say amen. Do you worry about what others think of you? Too concerned about your reputation. I used to be like this as a, as a new minister when I was just getting started. I used to always go up and ask everybody, how was the sermon? How was it? Was it how was it? How was it? How was it? And then I started, the Lord started talking to me about this and said, you're overly concerned about what they think. You didn't ask me how it was. You're concerned about what other people think. Now, if someone tells me, man, that was a great word, I typically respond, well, how did it impact you? Because I want to hear how it, how it affected your life. But I used to be concerned. And I noticed Jesus didn't go around to the disciples being like, now, how was that sermon I preached on the mount? Was that okay, guys? He didn't, he didn't do none of that. Because he was out to do the will of the Father. Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. Do you neglect to express gratitude for little things? Do you neglect to express gratitude for little things? Meaning, uh, do you just, you know, just let things happen and, you know, that's supposed to happen. You know, your, 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 your spouse irons your shirt. She's supposed to do that. No? Can you, can you express some gratitude? Thank you for ironing my shirt. Somebody holds the door open for you. So they supposed to hold it. Do you not know who I am? You're supposed to open up that door for me. Now, you may not say those words, but that's how you acted. And that's pride. And you, you neglect to express gratitude. And remember, there's no such thing as silent Thanksgiving. No such thing as silent Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is expressed through appreciation. Do you get upset? Watch this now. Somebody's toes about to get stepped on with this one. Do you get upset if, you're, if your accomplishments are not recognized or rewarded? Do you get upset if your accomplishments or your acts of service are not recognized or rewarded? I do have some Epsom salt for all the toes that need to soak tonight. But do you get upset? Well, they didn't recognize me. I did that. No one, no one recognized me. Uh, there's an element of pride operating in your life. Do you have a difficult time processing a no response? Someone says no. And you just, you just can't, you just can't process it. No, you cannot, uh, no, you can't wear them, th- th- those pants. Well, why can't I wear those pants? I said, no, I don't want to wear those pants. I'm a, well, I want, blah, 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 blah. Pride. Pride. A difficult time processing a no. Now, obviously, um, uh, we're not just talking about children. That was an example. We talking about kids. There's other examples. When your boss say no, can I have that day off? No. Well, why not? I mean, I'm pride. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. 
Do you get hurt if your feelings or opinions are not considered in making a decision? Do you get hurt if your feelings or opinions are not considered in making a decision? Oh, here's a, let me add to that. Or if you're not informed or the decision has changed and they just didn't inform and tell you. Do you, do you just take this and get overly upset about it? Do you have a hard time being told what to do? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. We can hang out right there. Mm. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, don't, don't, don't tell me. Mm-mm. Um, Listen, I want to hear from the Lord, but he told me what to do. You know, <laughs> you ain't going to be able to hear from the Lord because he's always trying to tell you what to do. Do you have a hard time being told what to do? Are you self-conscious because of your natural beauty or your social economic status? This is really, really good here. Are you self-conscious? Because of your natural beauty or because God has been good to you financially. And so now you're self-conscious about this. I don't want anyone to know that God's been good to me. I don't, I don't, I don't want no, no one to know. And, I, and, and please don't tell me I'm pretty today. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look ugly so you don't tell me I'm pretty today. I've actually run into people like this. Beautiful people. Just in the natural and so self-conscious. Because they, they are stunning to the eye. But they want to use false humility. I just don't want nobody to tell me nothing. And, and, and you, you, you might have, you might be doing well financially. Got promoted, got some good things going for you financially. But I just I don't want nobody to know that. Now I tell you about the time someone gave me a nice watch. I tell you about this really, really nice watch. I'm talking about it was Rolex nice watch. It was really, really nice. They gave it to me. I said, glory to God. I was so prideful that I never even wore the watch. And I ended up giving it away because I didn't want nobody to think that, you know, I was stealing money from the church or somebody might think something crazy. How did you get that watch? I said, Lord, give me that watch back. Find someone to give me that watch back because I would wear it and lift both hands up and say hallelujah. And if you ask me where I got it, I'm going to say the Lord's been good to me. And amen. But I was so, I didn't want nobody to know that I was doing well and everything was going well and I would not wear that watch. We, t we say, oh, this is just so humble. No, that's false humility and pride. Somebody say, oh, me. I know, I know, I hear you. Do you avoid participating in certain events for fear of being embarrassed or looking foolish? Do you avoid participating in certain events for fear of being embarrassed or looking foolish? Ooh, here's one right here. Are you ready for this one? Have you ever invited anyone in your church to your house? If not, do you think you are better than them? Or are you uncomfortable inviting people to your home because you don't think it's nice enough? I wish I could preach a Happy Meal message, get y'all running up here and do some spinning and say, come on, Gene, give me something, get on the drums. And we can like, yeah, I wish I wish I could do that. But the next three weeks ain't going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. Because we got to get some of these things out of our lives. 
I believe the Lord wants to bless you with more. I really do. And he's like, I can't trust you because of your mouth, because of your actions, because of the way you think. I can't even trust you with it. And you've been trying to figure out why, Lord, why, why are you giving it to me? Because there is pride and you'll tell people you did that thing and not him. You got to get this out your life. Is it hard for you to let others know when you need help? How can I help you? I don't need anything, nothing going on. You sitting over there and got no food in the house. Ain't got ain't nothing. Everything, everything is fine and your gas ain't going to eat and you ain't got no money getting no gas. And someone has the money to help you. God sent them to you. And you're so prideful you can't even tell them you need any help. I remember when I first moved to Charlotte, um, I moved out here. I just, I, I, I came to help a church and um, I didn't have nothing, okay? Because I, at the time, I had, before I moved out here, I lived with my parents. And I was in and out with my parents. I had moved out my parents' house like three times, guys. I moved back in three times, moved out. Don't burn bridges, okay? Don't burn any bridges. You might, I don't care how old you are, you might have to move right on back in there with them. And so I moved out here. I had nothing for my apartment, nothing. And someone in the church I went to say, what do you need for your apartment? And you know what I said? Nothing. Like a fool. <laughs> the Spirit of God said to me, you lied and you're full of pride. You need all type of kitchen stuff in there. I had nothing for the kitchen. The next week, they came back to me. Thank God for his grace. They came back to me the next week and said, now, what do you need for your new apartment? I said, I, I ain't got nothing in the kitchen. I don't have anything. I need some kitchen stuff. They said, okay, thank you. They came, where do you still? Gave them a dress. They came by that night. I mean, filled the entire kitchen. Plates, bowls, microwaves, toasters, can openers, I mean, every glasses, I still have that stuff because it's sentimental to me. It really is. They bless me and I still have it. They just bless me the entire kitchen. They stocked it. They said, the Lord told us to do this, but, but we, we kept asking you what you need and you wouldn't tell us. Pride. Are you sitting here thinking how many of these questions apply to someone else you know? Yeah, I was thinking about my girlfriend. She need to be here today. My wish, I wish so-and-so was here. I need to send this message to so-and-so. Where's my boyfriend? I, need, I, wish he, I wish he could hear this. Are you feeling pretty good that none of these signs of pride really apply to you? Raise your hand if you say none of these apply to me. See, that, 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 would, be, that, would, be, that would be pride. That, that would be pride. We, we, have to, we have to locate these things. And then we have to eliminate these things. And, and with, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, my goal over the next several weeks is to help us, myself included, eliminate pride in our lives. Amen. And, uh, and a lot of times... We think we're saying something in faith or in confidence. 
And what I mean by confidence, like, well, I've got confidence in, in what I'm saying about this, and it's ultimately pride. And we're going to talk about the difference between pride and confidence. I'm going to show you what the difference is between pride and confidence. We're going to talk about humility and false humility, and we're going to get into some things that will help us eliminate pride out of our lives. Look at Psalms 5.5 real quick, Psalms 5.5. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence. For you hate all who do evil. Look at this now. Let's read this. Like it says it. This is in the New Living Translation. The proud may not stand in your presence. This is powerful. That if there is pride operating in your life, you can't even stand in the presence of the Lord. Because he resists the proud. And then he calls pride evil. There are various verses that And I, you do your own study. I ain't doing all the study for you. You do your own study. Various verses that talk about pride being evil. It's not just something I, I do or act. It's evil. Look at um, Proverbs 16, verse 5 in the Amplified Classic. Everyone proud and arrogant in heart is disgusting, hateful, and exceedingly offensive to the Lord. Wow. Be assured, I pledge that they will not go unpunished. Look at this. If you are proud and arrogant, with narcissism, arrogant. The, well, I just heard the Lord say, if you're having a hard time forgiving someone, there is pride operating in your life. You've been forgiven of so much. And you're having a hard time forgiving someone? That's pride. Everyone proud and arrogant in heart is disgusting, hateful, and exceedingly offensive to the Lord. We got to take this seriously. God hates this stuff. He detests it. It's an abomination to him. And many saints... Fellow believers, we're operating in pride and don't even realize it. It has unintentionally crept in. And the Lord's saying it's disgusting, it is hateful, and it's offensive to me. Pride is an abomination to the Lord. And we got to recognize the areas of pride. In your life, recognize the areas of pride in your life and eliminate them. Literally eliminate them by the grace of God. He's going to help us get rid of pride in our lives. I've got a head start because I've been on this for years in terms of I've, I've been wanting to preach this for a long time. I've got a head start. So there's some areas I've gotten better, but I've got a long Way to go. Here's one. I don't want to preach everything today, but here's one. You, you, you get really upset when you've been misunderstood. Mm. I, I've got to explain it. I've just got to explain it. They're misunderstood. They, they don't understand. They don't understand. I used to spend hours trying to explain myself. Oh, just let me. And at some point, 
I've got to be okay that you, you, just, you just misunderstood me and that's okay. I got to be okay with that. But, but what I wanted them to, is I want to make an impression on them so that they would think about me in a certain way. Y'all going to think about me whatever the way you want to think about me. I had, to, I had to grow up and say, you know what? Let me try to explain it. You don't want to hear my explanation of it. Release it, Devon. Just release it. We've had people leave our church over a misunderstanding. And the Lord said, Devon, release it. Just release it. There's nothing you can do about that. Release it. Let them go. But pride, I got I to gotta call them up. We got to meet. I got to tell you. Let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you what's going on. They didn't make any step towards, towards reconciliation or restoration at all. And I've got to explain. I've got to explain. I've got to explain. Man, you are looking. Your pastor is endeavoring to be one of the most humble men on the face of the earth. I, that's my desire is I want humility operating in my life. And I don't have to always make an impression upon someone else. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.